What's up, guys? What's going on? I'm Paul. This is Pauline Theology, and we are back. We are studying uh, Genesis with Trust in Jesus Ministries. We're diving in. And so I just appreciate you guys for listening, joining in on the conversation as we're studying to grow closer to who God is, to trust in Jesus more. That's the goal of this uh, podcast, of doing these daily devotionals, is to help us understand God's word and help us also to even understand how to read God's word. And so if you appreciate this, uh, man, hit a a like or subscribe if you're on YouTube, if you're listening to uh, listen to this on podcasts and whatever podcast or uh, network you're listening to it on and go ahead and put a review down for me. I'd appreciate it. And check out our website. We've got so much content on the website, videos, podcasts, things that help you grow to know more about who Jesus is. And if you want to support us, because we're doing a lot of stuff here, man, we're actually going out into the field witnessing, sharing the gospel with people who live in a nomadic community. We and me and my wife live in a van and we just travel the country trying to share the gospel and build community. And if you want to help us in that aspect as well, man, check out the website at trustinjesusministries.com and head to the support us tab. See what we're doing, where where all the money's going, how we're doing all this stuff. And then you can either give us a one-time donation or a uh reoccurring donation, man, whatever God lays upon your heart. If he wants you to give, man, we're definitely for that. If uh, he doesn't call you to give, we're definitely for that too. We, we, we know that God is ultimately the one who does all things and knows best to use all the things that he wants to use for. And so we're with that, but enough of that. Let's jump on into the podcast. We're on the new chapter. We're finally, guys, we're finally here. It is finally come. The child is born. Isaac. We've been talking about him for chapters and chapters and chapters. And it has been 25 years for Sarah and Abraham. They have gone through some turmoil. We got some strife with uh, the the, the uh, Hagar and, and Ishmael. And we just got some we got some stuff going on with Abimelech. You know, we've got uh, the uh, the Pharaoh and we got all this going on, man. And finally, we got Sodom and Gomorrah a lot, you know, all these things that are occurring. And then finally, the time has come where God has done what he said last year. Uh, he came to him with the event of Sodom and Gomorrah right before that. And he said that that in a year's time and the next time this year that Sarah will be pregnant. And so now we're going to find that this happens. So if you haven't read it yet. Genesis 21, 1 through 7. Go ahead and stop the tape, check it out, see what it has to say, and then come back and we will discuss the four questions. If you've already read it, man, let's dive on into it. What is the scripture saying? What's literally being said in the scripture? Well, we got God coming to Sarah and visiting her. It says that God visited her. I think some um, some translations say uh, that God um, 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 was gracious to her. Um, and so he visited her. He, he came to her. And he did the thing that he said he was going to do. She conceived. And then nine months later, she had a baby. <laughs> Ain't that crazy, man? Finally, it says Sarah had a baby and uh, to her and for uh, Abraham in their old age, man. And matter of fact, it says it wants to make sure the scriptures want to make sure that it happened exactly as he has said it done. It said at the appointed time when he said he would do it. What's so cool about this word here, Debar, is that it means um, um, word thing matter. But because of the the strength and the the power of God's promise, 
that um, it it uh, I probably said this before, but it is written as promise. The strength and the power of God's word is that it is never broken. And so when it refers to God saying a word or a thing, then um, I think the NIV translated as promise because that's what happens. It says, and so in the Hebrew, it says that, uh, that he did this thing according to the time which he had spoken. But in, in NIV, because of the, the, the strength and the power of God's word, it's when he said he would promise. Man, that's so awesome, though, right there. That's just a little thing on the side right there that we could just stop and just give God praise for, that when he says he's going to do a thing, it will happen. And so we can bank on his word. It is a promise. And if I say, I can't remember if I uh, talked about that in depth last time, but man, I had to stop on it again because of just how wonderful it is to think about the promises of God, that God's word, it will not return void. Whatever he says, it will happen. But let's keep on going, man. So after that, it says that, uh, which is another special thing that's going to happen, is that it talks about that uh, they, they that Abraham named the child um, Isaac. But he says that Abraham named the child that was born to him, who was born to Sarah, his wife. And so they wanted to make mention that because it's so important to realize that it is the child, the child of the promise is both Abraham and Sarah, that it is, it is not just Abraham's child. It is both of their child because Abraham does have another child and his name is Ishmael and it is from Hagar, the slave woman, the Egyptian. It is not his wife, Sarah. And so it's important, and the scriptures want us to know, the author wants us to realize that this is important, that this fact of the matter is what God has been promising long ago. See, before that, they tried to take matters in their own hands, trying to destroy the promise, building strife within the house, and making a rival for the heir of the uh, birthright, which is supposed to be Isaac's. Obviously, none of that's going to work out that way because God is sovereign and in control of all things. But they sure did, didn't help the situation. They sure tried to tried to make things as difficult as possible. And so the author wants us to realize God wants us to realize that it is the child. The child of the promise is Isaac, the one that comes from Sarah and Abraham. And so. um uh, Abraham names the child uh, names the child Isaac, and after that, then uh, Abraham does what he's supposed to do. He he does the commands of God. God called him to circumcise his child after eight days. He does that. And then, um, what's so great about this is that Sarah has something to say. She says, "Man, that um, that God has done." This is a, a weird translation, difficult kind of to understand whether it is a positive or a negative. And I, I like to choose, I believe that NIV um, as well it, it renders it this way. But I, I like to think of it as, as Sarah saying that God has made a joke of me or a laughter of me or like a good thing of me. He says, because when everybody hears about um, me, it says that they will laugh or they will have joy. And it says, because it's like, who's ever heard that Sarah would be able to nurse children um, for Abraham in her old age? 
So that's 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 a wonderful thing. Is like the the name, the thing that she did, both Abraham and Sarah. Whenever God spoke the thing to them about having a child at an old age, they they kind of chuckled, they laughed. Sarah inside herself, Abraham out loud, an obeisance to God, and now the the name of the child Isaac, which means he laughs. Now that will be the theme of their life as. Sarah said that when people hear this story, they're going to be like, man, what a joy just to see that Sarah had a child. What, what do you think about when you think about Abraham and, and Isaac? There may be a few um, uh, Abraham, Isaac and Sarah. There are a few things that you might think of. But I'll tell you what, that child is in the midst of them. You're thinking about Isaac, you're you're thinking about that boy, that little boy was born and how Sarah couldn't have a child. And though she had to wait 25 years before it came, that she finally had him. You're thinking about that and you're thinking, man, that that's such a wonderful story. You're thinking about it, man, every time. Probably got a little smile on your face right now. But that's awesome, man. That's awesome. So what's to say about God? Obviously, we know it says the thing that we've been talking about in almost every episode uh, from the beginning of Genesis is that God is faithful. He did the thing that he said he was going to do. He is faithful. But we also see he's gracious. Now, I said that it said that, that God visited uh, Sarah. And I said also that some translated as God was gracious to Sarah. And that's what he is. He's gracious to be able to allow her to have this child, despite all of the things that her and Abraham were doing to thwart the promise of God. But they had the child and he was gracious to give it to them. What's to say about man is that there's joy in following God. There is joy. I know that there is still strife, struggles, and, and it's difficult and it can be cumbersome. It can be weighty. But there's joy when you truly follow God. Because despite all of those things that take place, we know that someone is faithful to us, that when he says he'll do something, he will do it, that he will be our shield and he will be our reward. That is what it means to be a follower of God. And for Sarah, this finally plays out as, as her faith was made sight, as she was finally able to hold the child that was promised to her for so long. She found that joy. How can we apply these truths to our lives? Well, trust in the promises of God. If I could say one thing over and over again, is that God is faithful. And if I could say another thing, I would say trust in his faithfulness. He's worthy of it. And that's, like I said at the very beginning of this podcast, that's what this is all about, is helping us to trust in Jesus more. Trusting Jesus Ministries is about trusting in Jesus more. And I'm praying that as we are going through these and we are seeing the character of God being shown and revealed continually through these stories in the lives of these patriarchs, that we begin to trust in the promises of God ourselves. Man, I hope you're starting to see it in your own life as you open your eyes and recognize the graciousness and the goodness of God that you begin to trust in him because of the things he has done in your life. I appreciate you guys for listening and I will see you in the next episode.